your sequel sucks. It sucks. Your sequel sucks. It just really sucks. a very big day for us people welcome to episode 20 of your sequel sucks you already know we're the show where each and every week we cover those diarrhea sequels i'm nick <laughs> evans and today i'm here with a hard pipe hitting motherfucker who's gonna go medieval on my ass luke Lafley. <laughs> sick pulp fiction reference <laughs> ving rames ving rames bro <laughs> what is going on nick how are you I'm good, man. I'm good. What's going on with you? I mean, we talked a little bit off air about some guitar stuff, but what else is going on in your life? Oh, nothing much, man. Nothing much. I'm tired of these snowstorms uh, in the Northeast. I'm absolutely tired of them. I'm tired of working in them and snow removal. Uh, I'm feeling a lot better than I have been the last couple episodes, getting over a little illness, but I am feeling, uh, I'm feeling really good, man. Just nice, nice, chill day. How about you? How's it going with the move in the house? It is awesome because I'm no longer recording out in the car. You know, again, this is probably the third or fourth episode we've done where I can finally like not be in freezing cold temperatures. But <laughs> otherwise, man, I'm just pumped because we hit 20 episodes. That's 20 bad fucking movies down. Crazy, right? And if we're unlucky, we'll do 20 more. <laughs> so, uh, so Most podcasts, man, don't even make it out of the first five episodes. And that's we're here exactly at episode what 20. I was going to say. Like we, we made it. It's mainly because of you guys out there listening to us. Yes. We've said it before. We would be doing this even if there was only five of you. But the fact that we have so many people who just listen every single week, it encourages us to sit down and pop on another shitty movie and spend the money buying it. <laughs> oh, this one cost $10. This was the, the one we did this week, guys, cost us 10 bucks because you just couldn't buy it anywhere. No. Yeah, they don't want you to rent it. They want you to own this motherfucker. Uh, so speaking of that, we wanted to uh, take a second, do a little peek behind the curtains here at the YSS studio, for lack of a better term, which is my attic. <laughs> Just because Luke had brought up a good point um, when we were off air after the last recording session we did about how the fan mills piling up a little bit. We want to do another roundup episode soon, but we're not going to be able to do an hour long episode where we do nothing but read fan mail. That's not going to be good. Nobody's going to want to listen to that. So <laughs> we thought maybe we would start some of these episodes off going forward where we get through some of the, the backlog fan mail we have. Um, so I don't know about you. I can, I can start off with one of them. Yeah, man. Break it down. All right. So up first, we got Hank from Utah. So, <laughs> Hank from Utah, let me know about how Mormonism is going. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he had a question about if we plan to revisit bad sequels of the same series that we've already done in the futures. He gave examples as Leprechaun and Hellraiser, which I mean, yeah, those have some bad sequels that we didn't cover. Um, I, I'd yeah. say, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We talked about it. <laughs> you made the fucking bad sequel, not me. Our job is to cover it. If it's there, we're going to do it. If you may be, you guys may get a solid block of Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Oh, man. And there's nothing you could do about it. It's not us. 
It's Robert England. It's all them people. Yeah. Playing Moss Craven. I mean, speaking of Leprechaun and Hellraiser, we said it in those movies that neither of those are the worst in their franchise. So yeah. like that was that was us foreshadowing a little bit that we will probably get to Leprechaun 4 in space or Hellraiser 8 where they're in the video game. Like you got it. It's coming. Like, come on, it's, it's coming, guys. <laughs> we wouldn't have done this roadmap or started the show if we didn't know we had a fuck ton of content that was gonna be able to you know be covered so yeah. yeah that's that'll happen oh yeah um i got one here and then like we said we'll just do a couple you know every episode get going here i got one here from skylar from louisville okay and she the asked slugger. <laughs> the slugger she asked have you guys ever thought about covering good movies well here's the deal um skylar this is not your sequel is superb this is not your sequel is stupendous this is your sequel sucks. We spent our time on the bad ones. No, we will not do that. That is not what we do here. We are here just for the depressing bad ones. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there are other sh- other shows that do that. But, but you you should probably read the title a little bit. It's you know it's it, you know what you're getting in. It was right getting there. into. It was right there. I mean, maybe if it just so happens that it releases on April Fool's Day, but at this point now I spoiled it. So are we really gonna do it? <laughs> Can't do it now. Nope. Nope. And everyone you blame Skylar now. No, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Well, speaking of blaming people, do you wanna do you wanna, do you wanna tell people what we fucking watched this week? No, I don't, but I will. Um <laughs> it was Sin City 2, a dame to kill for. It's another hot night, dry and windless, the kind that makes people do sweaty, secret things. Things worth money to me. It's the last time, Sally. This has got to be the last time. You always say that. I mean it this time. She glides out of her coat like it was Christmas wrapping, playing it for all it's worth. And it's worth plenty. This is the end for us. The end for us? It's my wife. She's asking all kinds of questions. She suspects something. She'll sue and she'll get everything. Everything. Everything you've worked so hard for. I worked my butt off. I built my business up from out of nothing. Nothing. Nobody appreciates you, do they, Joey? Not the way you deserve. Nobody. Not the employees who would be out on the street if it wasn't for me. Not my wife, who I found on the street. And she lives in that mansion you bought her. Wearing all those clothes that I got her. With my money. My hard-earned money. I think you're so strong. You're damn right about that. Do I get any credit? They just take and take and take. One of these days, I'm going to fire the whole pack of them. I'm going to show them who's boss. Show me, Joey. Show me who's boss. Uh, it was a refund to kill for. That's what I wanted back. <laughs> oh, we own it, Nick. Me and you fucking yeah. both have this movie. There Forever. was no way to watch this, guys. You had to buy it on Google Play. There was no other fucking streaming service that would let you have this. And even though this is the second time I've seen this movie, it doesn't make it less confusing. I'm not going to watch this again. <laughs> no, this is this is just an un, unwanted notch mark in your fucking video library that we fucking permanently have stained in there forever <sighs> no th- this movie man is just what a fucking dud what a what dud. dud you you have this unbelievable explosive movie sin city that came out in 2005 
you guys already know it was fucking awesome. It pretty much started the the huge rise of uh, let's say the Frank Miller verse, and yeah. you know it's an amazing movie. And this just falls so what a flaccid penis of a movie. It's I mean, just never, uh, never there, man. No, do you have do you have some connection with the first movie though? Going back, Absolutely. not this one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. First movie, I remember my uh we went with my uncle, I believe, to go see this movie. And um it was amazing. Uh, guys, I'll tell you right now, 100 percent I don't remember if it was two or three times, 100 percent saw it multiple times. 100 percent in the theaters, the first one. It was unbelievable, super stylized, amazing, brutal visuals, sick fucking that you're like, this is a fucking comic book movie. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just yeah. in your face. Absolutely loved it. No bad things to say about it, Nick. Yeah. And I mean, for what it's worth, I got to say, I own all the Sin City graphic novels. I fucking love that Ooh. series. I love the first one. I also saw it multiple times because I have a distinct memory of, um, and we'll get into it when we talk a little bit, but uh, the the book that it's pulled from for the, the end of that movie is called That Yellow Bastard for a reason. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I remember when I was in theaters, I think I saw it with like a group of people and mm-hmm. no one was expecting that. No one was expecting what will happen. And then everybody just kind of walked out of there a little bit like feeling gross because you're like, you're like, ah, well, you know, Um, but I definitely went back and saw it because that movie was brutal, brutal. So good. So good. And you know what? I guess let's just dive right in. There's no reason, no reason to hold it up. Yeah. So like Luke said, Sin City is a 2005 neo-noir crime anthology film. Jesus Christ. Based (laughs) on a graphic novel series by making his third appearance on your sequel sucks. Frank Miller. (laughs) He's back again and he's ready for more bad movies. We swear he has good ones. Like We swear (laughs) he's just he's he's kind of getting the bad spotlight for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he hasn't done anything in a while, so that's good. But yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the first time that Frank Miller actually gets the chance to co-direct and write the screenplay for his mm-hmm. own movie alongside of Robert Rodriguez. Now, Pook, do you have anything on this man? Because he has some acclaim. Oh, Robert Rodriguez? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you guys are fans of visceral horror, uh, I'm saying or visceral spy kids. a lot again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said or spy kids. <laughs> Because he did the Spy yes. Kids movies he, for some he, reason. He also has that claim to fame. Yes, that is also there. <laughs> but yeah, this guy, I mean, if you want to talk about people that are just like huge fucking in, inspirational, influential man, like marks in the fucking film industry, he's one of them. I mean, remember Planet Terror? Oh, yeah. You know, he did Planet Terror. He's done a shitload of amazing movies. And he has... I almost want to say he has like an iconic type of um, movie. When you see it, like you, you can yes. almost tell, oh shit, that's a Frank Miller movie. Like he's done uh, Machete with fucking, um, yes. oh boy, I'm falling over. Nick, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing good here. What's his name again? Danny Trejo? Danny, yeah, yeah, I, That was yeah. very white of me. I'm sorry for, no. for Danny Trejo, <laughs> but that's how I say it. Danny Trejo, I think. Oh, man, whatever. We don't mean to be this mean to you, Danny. You have a very large tattoo in the front of your chest. That must have hurt. Yeah, you're, um, but he, I mean, we're going to talk about two movies. Desperado, uh, yeah, fucking um, From Dusk Till Dawn. 
Yeah. This I'm... guy bolts spy kids. No, like <laughs> what? Actually, he did 3D as well. That's horrible. Yeah. It was game over. It was almost game over for his career. But he did Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I mean, this guy is awesome, you know, yeah. and uh, not so awesome here in the no. spotlight we're giving him this week. But yes, he has a very acclaimed backlog of movies he's been a part of. Yes. And with this movie, you know, bringing him on board, a lot of it is because of that style you brought up. They needed somebody who can really portray kind of the Frank Miller rough shitty city style is what Mm -hmm. it's called. So they needed somebody who can portray that they bring him on. And with this movie, Frank Miller has the idea. This is the original that he wants to base it off of the first, third and fourth books, which is very confusing, um, which are. The Hard Goodbye, The Big Fat Kill, and like we just said, That Yellow Bastard. If you haven't seen this movie, you'll get all of those. You'll pick it up during your watch it. Um, Now, this movie stars an ensemble cast, and it will come up again later. But for now, this one includes Jessica Alba, Benicio Del Toro, Brittany Murphy, Clive Owen, Mickey Rourke, Bruce Willis, Elijah Wood, Michael Clark Duncan, Rosario Dawson, Rudger Howard, Jamie King, and Michael Madsen. There's a lot more, but those are like the more notable people. These movies, um, and, and if this goes for the second one too, okay? Star-studded casts, guys. Like, if you could think of, it's just a blockbuster cast, and I mean... The budget to to that you must have to fucking get all these people on set is mammoth, mammoth. Yeah, yeah. And what I found out is a lot of them, especially the bigger names, when you think of like Bruce Willis or Jessica Alba, a lot of them actually opted in to get royalties, which was a good call for the first Smart. movie. So because, you know, the movie itself actually only had a 40 million dollar budget, but when it releases in 2005, it grosses one hundred and sixty million dollars. It blows up and it is regarded at the time as one of the more faithful graphic novel novel adaptations to date. It wasn't stiff competition in 05, but (laughs) that's what what they got. I think it was them versus like Spawn and Ben Affleck Daredevil. Like there wasn't a lot going on. (laughs) You're you're not getting much there to the table. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) So it releases, it blows up, it's big. Now, immediately following the release of this movie robert rodriguez actually says he wants to do a sequel based on his favorite book of the series which is a dame to kill for book number two the one that frank miller purposely skipped over for whatever fucking reason now stop me if you've heard this one on this show before but miller decides it will be a prequel and a sequel to the original film again (laughs) why do they keep doing this shit when i read it i was like no just work on one shitty movie at a time. Don't squeeze three shitty movies into right? the time frame. Like, just do one. Yeah, do either. You'll be totally fine. But he just, not just, I guess, because, I mean, this they kind of released around the same time, but this just fucking happened with the 300 sequel that yep. he was a part of. Prequel, midquel, sequel, dequel, bequel. Shut the fuck up. Do your one shitty movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so even though they start hitting uh, the writing right off the bat, they mm-hmm. hit a roadblock and that oh, road yeah. that roadblock it just happens to be the same roadblock that's popped up probably five times in our episode so far and it's called the weinstein company first delay <laughs> they needed more nudity right out the gate guys right they're like hold on we nearly haven't seen enough yeah. titties in the script yeah, oh yeah <laughs> they they were like i saw the original film i like what you did with that yellow guy more <laughs> i'm like, that yellow guy <laughs> <laughs> 
They were like, well, we asked. Nobody wants to do the nudity. He's like, so they never do. <laughs> you act like that's an issue. <laughs> oh, man. The Weinsteins suck. So yeah. we, should, we should just do a show called The Weinsteins Suck. Oh my God. <laughs> It'd be gross. So, It'd be very hard to get there. Uh, but yeah, the Weinstein Company, they pick up the film as sole distributor after grabbing the rights from Miramax. Because <laughs> um, Miramax did the first film. Frank Miller in 07, right around the time the script is done, he goes on at a 2007 Comic-Con to publicly blame the Weinsteins for holding up production. And this causes so much friction that they further delay the production. <laughs> like, Just I'll show you spite. a delay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you a delay. Now, get me a close-up of Alba's asshole or you get nothing. Like, I can imagine <laughs> that was in, in the fucking bartering table. <laughs> the best we can do is Mickey Rourke. <laughs> give oh. us marv's asshole or you get nothing <laughs> oh mickey Rourke looks like shit in this so yeah there's no oh. makeup that's just mickey Rourke. that's just a dilapidated steroided man what he looks like before we get too far is mickey Rourke dead i mean he hell of a sh- he don't look alive so you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll just assume for the sake of this he's dead and at some point in the future somebody will listen to this and he will be dead so it'll work it's they could have weekend bernie's that motherfucker that whole movie i wouldn't have been able to tell the difference he looks horrible <laughs> he does look bad so i did some taking and i found with all the delays that weinstein of course had a lot of issues with the film's original script um because it's a little bit of Frank Miller's fault, a little bit of Weinstein. Weinstein, that company loves to dive in on the screenwriters. They love to mm-hmm. get their hands on that script and kind of rework it. Frank Miller also decides, I'm not going to base this solely off of my books. I'm going to write new stories and scenes for the film. And the Weinstein company did not like that. They said that it heavily skewed the timeline of the movie. It made it so it was te- a little confusing, which I'll admit uh, is true. It And he... <laughs> The piece of shit's right on this one. I mean, you got to give them to him. Guys, Sin City 2 is four different stories. And it's unneeded. So what you do is you get um, Just Another Saturday Night is one of the stories. You get The Long Bad Night Part 1. You get the title, A Dame to Kill For. Okay? And then you get... Actually, it's five stories. Because you get The Long Bad Night Part 2. Yep. And then the movie ends with the, the fifth final story, Nancy's Last Dance. Guys, it's an hour and 42 minute movie that's supposed to be a sequel. Yes. That's a lot going on. Oh, and yeah. it, it, especially when all five stories fall flat, Nick, all you're like, what the do? F-? Yeah. I, I mean, so just keep that in mind. If you guys watch it, there is a lot going on. And in this instance, Weinstein is right. It fucking skews the movie oh, yeah. on a way bad path. And Unfortunately, nothing can save it because they had such issues with it that they forcefully brought on Academy Award-winning screenwriter William Monaghan to fix the script. And at this point, it's 2011. So they have been working on this for years and they still haven't got even into production yet. Six years, guys. Six years and it's still on the script phase. Yes. So... uh, We we got it, right? We're getting close to 2012. Now we got to get the cast. And they, now, oh, continue. Can I can I just jump in on something? Jump, jump in, you handsome motherfuckers, <laughs> you're sexy. <laughs> All right, so like Nick said, we're finally getting to the cast, right? Now, mind you guys, there is a seven-year gap between the release of Sin City and the time this movie starts actual production, ready? A lot has changed, guys. And I'm going to tell you, 
It's not good. Brittany Murphy, dead. Michael Clark Duncan, dead. Um, fucking the one uh, girl, Devin Aoki, is pregnant. You have, like, and then Michael Madsen doesn't get recast. You have to get in Jeremy Piven. Dude, four or five of the main people that need, needed to get back didn't come back. Yeah. But it's supposed to be a sequel, so they're instantly fucked because everybody recognizable from that first one, you have to replace. But remember, you've already set a very high bar on the caliber of A-list actor you're going to get, so you got to get it again. Yeah. And it's... I. I just had to put it out there. There's a lot of shit that goes on down between that seven years that make this movie already off to a very bad start. You are a hundred percent correct because the only person that they decide that they should not replace was Brittany Murphy's character. Everybody else, they did just recast, but they were like, no, mm-hmm. we liked her so much that we're not going to do it, which is also a slap to the face to the other people, but regardless. Yes. So with that cast, same mentality. We got to get back as many people who are survived as possible. And we have to get even bigger names because it's, again, this is a different time period. There's different people. So returning cast members, Mickey Rourke, Jessica Alba, Rosario Dawson, Jamie King, and Powers Booth, who I didn't say in the original, but this is actually his final role um, yes. along, along with Bruce Willis. Now you got some newcomers. And at this point, some of these newcomers have already made some big waves. So you have Josh Brolin, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, I'm gonna fuck up her name for the second time. Ava Green, Eva Green. You nailed it. You Ava nailed Green. it. I, Ava Green. I did it. <laughs> and I did. I did. It. And I just, I just want to touch, guys. Uh, Josh Brolin is replacing Clive Owen's character. Yes, that's fucking huge because you have a very integral part of the first one. This is technically a sequel, and that is clearly not the same man that yeah. you are trying and. It, it's going to come up later in one of the scenes when we start doing our scenes. But yes, that decision does come back to bite them very badly. Yes, yes. <laughs> but listen, people at home, we're not even done with the cast because you nope. got you got Ray Liotta, Christopher Lloyd, Jamie Chung, Jeremy Piven, Christopher Maloney from SVU, <laughs> Stacey Peach, Lady Gaga. And I yeah. put Alexa Vega, even though I don't think she actually has any speaking roles. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, actually, I didn't even pick her up when I saw that. She, they got her in there? Yeah, but she has no uh. speaking roles. I just figured, like, yeah, why not? They had to pay her for this, so let's put her in there. <laughs> um, but oddly, and this will come up again when we finish, they originally wanted Johnny Depp for this movie, but he yes. wasn't interested at all. He already, he still has a career, even though he's, you know, obviously there's some shit going on, but he, he <laughs> had a huge career at the time. He didn't want any part in this movie, especially if he wasn't going to be in the first one, you know? Mm-hmm. So... He turns it down, which means that Joseph Gordon-Levitt picks it up, and he turned down two other highly successful films, which were Guardians of the Galaxy and the 2014 Godzilla remake. He turned those down to do this. They wanted wow. him in those movies. Oh, man, that's that's almost as bad as a decision when he chose to be on Third Rock from the Sun. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this guy, the only thing he did right was Dark Knight, man. Oh, boy. Right? He has, Little he Robin. has yet to pick it up again. <laughs> He did that movie where uh, where he jerked off a bunch. Oh, the, I forgot about that. One. What was, what movie was that? Do you remember? He had it was a jerk off movie. That's all it was. <laughs> he was also in that weird movie with fucking Scarlett Johansson. Remember? Was, was that, that the same the, movie? Was that the same movie? <laughs> Man, I hope not. I try not to remember the jerk off movie in detail. 
<laughs> I forgot what it's called, but I almost want to say it was called like Money Shot or something really like real this classy. Summer, Joseph Gordon Lemon in Crank Blaster, <laughs> splooging to a theater near you. <laughs> for for our <laughs> listeners, if we're not gonna pull it up right now and try and figure it out, but just shoot us an email or a DM with uh, if you remember what movie we're talking about, where he's addicted to internet porn and Scarlett Johansson leaves him. <laughs> Anyway, we got off track. <laughs> he said it's called money shot. <laughs> it's something. It's something gross. It's something called like double bagger or something weird. <laughs> so that's that's gonna bug me all fucking day. Um, all right, we made it to 2012. They're finally ready for production. But guess what? Another delay because Robert Rodriguez is already working on a film he believes will have a bigger pull, and he's right because it's the Machete sequel. Yes. Which um, was dope. Yeah. Both of those movies are solid. This yeah. one isn't. So good call. <laughs> and uh, this pushes back the production and ultimately the whole release of the movie. So instead of October of 2013, it moves to originally July of 2014. And then we have another delay because they're doing the marketing, they're releasing the posters. And wouldn't you know that Ava Green's naked boobies are all over the posters because they put her in that cheer shirt. Mm-hmm. And yeah. They picked up on it immediately. Um, yeah, that, there was a little, little raciness with that, where they uh, fucking were not going to release it because of that poster. Remember, because you could see her nippies, yep. dude. Yep. At that, she shows her tits in so many movies. Who gives a fuck at that point? You're like, oh yeah, I've seen these. Don't worry. And Nick, the name of the movie was Don John. I had to look it up. Dude, Don John. <laughs> it's a double bagger. <laughs> <laughs> Both were better names than Don John. Dude, I can I guys, I know we're in the middle of this. I'm sorry. I just have to say I gotta read the um the description of the movie. And this will be the last hand. It says a New Jersey guy dedicated to his family, friends, and church develops unrealistic expectations from watching porn and works to find happiness and intimacy with his ch- potential true love. What a concept. Who bought that concept? Who fucking picked yeah. All right, we can't talk about this anymore. I know, I know, because I'm trying Double to picture... Double bagger sucks. I'm trying to picture the production of that. We <laughs> sit down with the team, and look, we're making this movie, and look, all right, so give me some scenes, and like, well, so he's jerking off, right? <laughs> and then Scarlett Johansson leaves him, and then guess what? He's sad. He's sad. He's crying. He's jerking <laughs> off. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah. Here? Yeah, Ava Green's movies delay the the release of this movie, so it's pushed back to August of 2014, so they can remarket it, and it drops, and it's a dud. It it's a big flat. dud. Yeah, I mean, it's an increased budget of 65 million from the first movie. Some of those actors this time around actually did not take the royalties because they're big actors. They they know what's in the air. They probably looked at the script and they're like, okay, let's just take a flat fee. Um, mm-hmm. and it only lands. 39 million dollars and people hate it like guys he just said and just to reiterate this movie cost 65 million and it fucking made 39 for sin city 2 with all of this cast you fuck that's horrible it barely made half of its fucking budget that is a flop amongst flops and i remember when this movie came out nick that was the big talk about how bad it was and how fucking detrimental it was to the studio that they lost a lot of money, a whole lot of money. Well, Frank Miller had, big, <clears throat> he had big fucking plans because right before this releases in 2014 at a comic con, again, he's just, he's a loud mouth at comic con. Um, yeah. 
he decides to say that we've already been in discussions for a third film. And he quotes right at the event. He says, so you better fucking show up for number two or they won't pay for it. And guess what? They didn't show up and nobody paid for it. It instantly gets canceled. He fucking goes and he fucking blabs his mouth, which by the way, I feel like if that were to happen in like 2021, that would definitely come back as like, they fucking really go hard on him on Twitter with memes. Oh my Luckily, God. Yeah, he would be memed. He, he did for explosion, but yeah, nobody sees it in the movie. The, the third one is essentially canceled. And I'm glad because what would it have been? Eight or nine fucking mini stories that made no sense. Oh my God. Especially because they were pushing to get Johnny Depp for the third one, even though they didn't even do, they haven't even done the third one. They haven't done he's anything like, for it. It's like, these guys can't take a fucking hint. I was like, no, twice. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be in your goblin rape movie. Leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, uh, so before we go into scenes i do want to put out there because this i found an update that i thought was interesting on sin city that apparently they're doing a tv series now yes but they've been saying that for a few years now okay so i don't i remember hearing about that maybe back 2018 uh i don't know obviously covid kind of ruins a lot of pre-production materials but I don't know, man, because it wasn't on a track record for the two years prior. Uh, so who knows? Maybe it will. I mean, maybe HBO Max or something will pick it up. But who? Maybe it's not looking too good. I was going to say, I think Legendary did it originally, but Legendary has been on this show several times. So I don't know if they're the right people to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Their track record is not going too well in the use. Your sequel sucks uh, universe here. No, no. And that leads us into talking about just a couple of these I don't even know these fucking monster scenes that don't make any sense. <laughs> They're so bad. Um, you know what? I want to, I want to start off though, by giving it some credit. Cause I did really like the opening credit sequence. I really yeah. liked that. They did um, kind of like the pictures from the comic panels of like each, like Jessica Alba was over the comic book picture of that character. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the rest of the movie sucked. So, <laughs> so I just want to uh, dive in on that opening Marv scene where oh, he is boy. just he's narrating it. By the way, this movie is all narration, all yes. fucking narration. It is so annoying. But so Marv is at a strip club, actually sitting at the strip club with Frank Miller, of all people, watching <laughs> Jessica Alba. And for some reason, he's, again, narrating the whole thing. Then immediately he's outside smoking a cigarette while a bunch of frat boys are, for some reason, lighting homeless people on fire. <laughs> right. He then kills the frat boys and then the cops come after him. So he carjacks the cops in one of the worst scenes I've ever seen where it's clearly a parked car like with green screen and fucking Mickey Rourke is just hanging on the hood. And then he punches <laughs> out the window and throws the cops out and takes the car. And by now we are three minutes and 22 seconds in as all of this shit is happening. We've been three minutes into this movie. There is nothing. There is no plot happening. And he goes to the old neighborhood. Uh, I guess it's for some reason, miraculously where he grew up and two of the other frat boys are hiding out. And mm -hmm. for some reason, and I don't know if, if you picked up on this anywhere else, but there are people on the rooftops with bows and arrows. Yes. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> night watcher version, I guess what they're trying to do. Yeah. It's, I think one of the first things that struck me too, with this scene you're mentioning is the 
overcompensation of trying to sound cool and edgy during the narration. Yes. The the terminology, the way it's a night like this. They say, you know, most nights are like, you know, and that type of thing. And it's, it's too much. It's laid on way too thick. And, and like Nick said, they're trying to light the guy on fire. And he's like, it's not right what these guys do or something like that. And he's saying how like, they're evil people and you can't hurt people. And then he viciously kills them all. Like slices their throat. And it's like, well, what did you just do? And there is so much of that that every every person narrating has that mm-hmm. that cheesy fucking edgy line. Even Joseph Gordon Levitt is sitting there like, "Lady Luck, she's wet tonight, waiting yeah. for me." I slide I slide a coin into her open machine. She screams for more. Like it's that whole thing. And I'm like, "What it's, are you doing? It's too much." And it, do you mind if I go into the next scene? Go go for right, it. So the, get me the ready. Next... <laughs> slide it into your open machine. So the next scene. Okay, is the the introduction of um, what Clive Owen's character was that now Josh Brolin is picking up. And this is a, a prequel now. So they're, we're in the prequel story that they're trying to do of these five fucking stories they're doing. And when we talk about the narration, it really, the cream really comes to the top on this. When he says the line, he, he goes, it's a hot summer night. The type of night that makes you do sweaty secret things. <laughs> sweaty secret things? What the fuck kind of line is that? There's no way sweaty secret things ever sounds cool. I just, I think they ran out of, they ran out of sentences. They were like, we use (laughs) use so much in this movie. How are we going to add anything else? Isn't that the Ray Liotta sequence, by the way? That is, and it drives me down into the Ray Liotta sequence. This scene is so bad. So Ray Liotta has a mistress. He's cheating on his wife and he's fucking this girl. And when he's fucking her, she keeps screaming the words bossy. Which is she's like bossy, bossy. Like, yeah. I believe it was that. It sounds really fucking like ridiculous. And then they they show Ray Liotta like coming on top of her, and he sounds like if you were to put a knife into a basketball and it deflates. He's like, like he's so fucking gross. And man, I have seen some Ray Liotta come scenes in my life. What? <laughs> He comes in a lot of movies. It's like this thing. Karen, why did you do that, Karen? What are we going to do, Karen? <laughs> but, but I do I do want to, uh, that's that fucking scene, man. I, I wanted to bring up that the, even the dialogue that Ray Liotta is saying is so, like, direct. Like, they don't wait for anything. We're like, uh, I forgot the actress. Is that Jamie King, I believe? Yes, Maybe. it is Jamie King. Yep. So... And she's sitting there like, you work so hard. And he goes, yeah, I have a business. I started this business. She's like, nobody appreciates you. And he's like, yeah, the employees don't appreciate me. Nobody appreciates me. Not even my wife. She has this big mansion. And then he said, look at her wearing all these clothes. I got her with all my money. (laughs) You resent your wife because of the clothes you got her. You fucking bought him. <laughs> I, I was so confused. I was like, just, did you have nothing else to say? And they were like, just go with it. We're like, what did you buy your wife? Just go with it, Ray. And he was like, I don't know. I bought her clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Did she wear the clothes, Ray? Keep going with it, Ray. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, how'd you buy them with all that money? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's, and, and for you guys listening, you may say to yourself, well, that's what the first one was. Yeah, context, people. Context. The first one was nine years prior, and nobody had ever seen a movie like that. So yeah, the first one had this very, I don't want to say cliche, but it had the noir type of talking. But 
we hadn't seen anything like that at the time. And it was new and it was original. And it didn't lay it on so thick. There was yes. still more of the plot building that was doing the work as well. This is just so much. They just go too much into oh, yeah. it, man. And By... it, they try and recreate the fire and it's it's not there. No. By 2014, so many movies have ripped off of Sin City for yes. that that narration, that dark stormy city, the the brutal murders happening, the cops aren't doing anything, even so much that you know, we just covered 300, but the original 300 also was mainly edgy narration. Yeah. So like they did so many of these that you're absolutely right. By the time that 2014 hits and they're trying to pull this shit again, it's just corny. It's not yeah. funny anymore. Like nobody thinks it's cool. You just sound bad. I mean, and this <laughs> is going to lead me into, I already hinted at it with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but the entire gambling sequence where it's oh unexplained. He, he waltzes into the bar. For some reason, the bar is also, they have slot machines and there's also mm -hmm. the mayor is playing poker in the back. So it's insanely overacted. Now Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Wait, is it's uh, the senator. The senator. senator, thank you. Yeah. Senator. And his name is Senator Rourke. I know. I thought this is Mickey Rourke. I was so confused. Did you really run out of ideas. Now you're right. Now I think they did run out of ideas. <laughs> and this is Chancellor Alba. And this is <laughs> Mayor Brolin. And this is like, <laughs> it's so crazy. And uh, so it's over. Dude, honestly, Ava Green's character's name is Ava, by the way, as well. Yes. Like, this is not good people. And, and by out. the way, a quick deep dive into that. The other person they were going to get for Ava Green's character was also named Ava. Like, they oh really God. didn't go hard. It was a different actress named Ava. But I digress. So, <laughs> so. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he walks into the bar and he right away is letting you know that he's like a high roller. He says things like, uh, I walk in. I'm a high roller. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I walk in with stacks of hundreds and walk out with millions. I'm that cat you see on the street corner, hustling Meow. dimes and making quarters. Like, he's saying stupid <laughs> shit. And, and for some reason, he picks up, oh my God, who the hell is that actress now? The, the blonde that's the only person in color. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't remember her name. I've seen her in other things. It doesn't uh, matter. It really doesn't. <laughs> so he, for some reason, just randomly decides to pick her up and and like include her on his weird charade of winning all this money. Like he puts a coin in the in the slot machine. It pours out a bunch of money that he's just like stuffing into his fucking bag that he carries around. And then he's like, you ready for some real action? I got some high dimes in the back. Like he does that. I know I can just do this for days because this movie sucks. So, so they go into the back room and then, yeah, it's a bunch of, it's like the chief of police, the Senator, a bunch of like restaurant owners, and they're all playing poker with, again, the first movie was very stylized. So they're playing poker and the stacks of the chips are supposed to look like the skyline of Sin City, the way they're mm -hmm. all set up and dark. And it's, it's a really bad looking scene. Yeah. And then very dark. Joe, oh yeah. And you get Joseph Gordon Levitt sitting down amongst all these other terrible actors and they start playing poker and he's taking all of their money. And basically they fuck him up just to make a long real bad. Short, yeah. They fuck <laughs> hard him up. hitting pipe motherfuckers. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> he wins the poker game. So the Senator breaks all of his fingers with a what is that it's a it's not a monkey wrench i'm bad with tools 
Yeah, it was like, was it a ratchet it was, or something? Yeah, like, it was something. It was a tool, guys. Watch the movie. It's a tool. <laughs> so he, But they break all of his fingers, and then he's laying there outside of the car. Again, this entire scene, we're talking, this all happens in like five minutes. Um, He's laying there, and then the senator does this big reveal that we're supposed to be shocked at, that like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's actually his son. Yep. But there was nothing. There was nothing leading up to it. You don't know Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, so you don't fucking care. You don't know the senator, so you don't care. It is just thrown out there for no reason and glossed over as if it's not supposed to matter. That like The whole reason that he's there trying to take his money is because he's the illegitimate son from the senator who's apparently just like banging people. And you're right because, guys, when you have five stories in an hour and 42 minutes, which is the runtime of this film, it is going to be very hard to have moments hit, land the mark, get the reaction you want, because you're fucking getting thrown with everything so fast, you don't relatively care. Because no. in your mind, you're like, well, I guess you didn't care about it either. You gave me five of these little mini motherfuckers. I don't really care what's going on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just action, 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 blood, 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 some booby, 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 and then that's fucking it. You yeah, know, that's no- it. I don't know. It's not good. I'm going to go to the next one. And this is one where, guys, th- this fucking, this is where the recasting really shows its face. And this is, this is a horrible decision, okay, on, on the, the uh, director here is, remember, Clive Owen didn't come back to do his portion of this movie, his re- reprises role. And Josh Brolin picks it up. Now, also keep in mind, this movie is a prequel slash sequel. Well, at one point, they try and I guess at you got one point, this. <laughs> I, I know so where you're. So I know where you're going. I know where you're going, and I was just like so taken back by that choice. So what they do is in the storyline, he gets a new face. <laughs> they take his face off, like his face off. No, so they take his face, and he gets a new face, and they try to explain it. And this is how he's supposed to break in the. Ava Lord is her uh, character's name back in the, like her mansion complex. But remember, his new face is Clive Owen. <laughs> but they can't get Clive <laughs> Owen. So they literally put prosthetic makeup on Josh Brolin to fucking look like Clive Owen. <laughs> and it's so obnoxious and bad. His chin is like three inches extended down. He looks honestly... You know what he looks like? He looks like Jamie Kennedy from Son of the Mask. Yes. That's what they commend him. So, so, uh, so does Marv, Mickey Rourke's character. Yeah. They it's so obnoxious. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> and you're sitting there, and there's no explanation. Guys, you know that the whole new face part of the storyline, whatever, they don't explain it in the movie. So you're looking at Josh Brolin, you're like, yep, yep, all right, okay. And you're used to his character. And then all of a sudden you see him in all these mad, fucking crazy, horrible prosthetics. And you're like, um, that looks like a horrible Clive Owen. What happened? And they don't say any reason. It's just him and these fucking stupid makeup. Like, Nick, don't write that part into the movie. Why would you no. purposely set yourself up for this? No, and I, so again, I own the graphic novel. So I do know that that's with that character. Oh my God, I forgot that character's name. It, is, it, is it Walter? No, I just made that up. It's no, whatever no. that, that character it is. Is it Walter? Oh, yeah, I think it is Walter. So, so I no, know No, we're that, both wrong. It's Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucks. 
god. So I know that that is technically canon that he does get his face changed. Yes, and they mention it in the first one, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, but they yes, don't they fucking do. explain it all in this one. They just pop the new face on, and the new face they make look like Clive Owen, even though you know you don't got his ass. Bro, it's 2014. CGI it. You know what I'm saying? CGI Clive Owen on that body or something. Don't fucking do makeup to make him look like so. No. no, at that point, just say like makeup didn't take. And now boom, you're Josh Brolin again. Like it I don't know. I can <laughs> I, I I saw it and I like winced because I was like, yeah, like, like that's the choice. That's what they went with. But that's actually perfect because it leads me into another scene that I wanted to talk about, which is um the first time that Dwight Josh Brolin tries to break into um, Ava Green's house to make sure that oh, she's yeah. okay after the weird unexplained strip club scene where she walks in and he's like, uh, she's like, I just wanted to come here. No, you forgive me. And he's like, I forgive you. And like, that's it. <laughs> it's like the stupidest exchange ever. And then the all state guy comes in because <laughs> he he's, supposed to, be Michael, he's <laughs> supposed to be Michael Clark Duncan and I get that like that exchange, by the way, of um, all state guy, which I'm not going to remember his name either. It just doesn't matter. Um, all state. <laughs> is his character's name? Manute. It is. Thank you. I was trying yeah, to Manute. think what an all state guy is. Dennis Haysbert. But man, I like the ring food of all state guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I got that right. I almost forgot what insurance company he worked for. So so I like that quick exchange in that um, scene that he has with Marv, because I think that does kind of lead into things, um, both with the first one and everything. But in general, that scene is dumb. And then for whatever reason, they flash cut and Josh Brolin is sitting on his bed. He's like smoking cigarettes. When did I buy cigarettes? Who gave these to me? And he throws them out the window and he's like, I don't drink. And he dumps like it's a whole stupid exchange where you have no idea what's happening. Then he gets in his car, drives apparently two hours to mm -hmm. Ava Green's house to break in to make sure that she's OK because she was acting off and like saying weird things about her current <laughs> situation. And you're supposed to pick up, I guess, that she used to be with Dwight, cheated on him with whoever the rich guy was and now lives in the rich guy's mansion, but apparently he doesn't treat her well or whatever, right? That's mm -hmm. what you're supposed to kind of glean from it. But when he breaks in, he immediately gets his it gets his ass handed to him. He gets <laughs> fucked up immediately. And Allstate guy does this weird like double fist punch where he like he like I don't even know, he like clasps his hands together. And then, oh, it's like, like the Jack's hammer hit. Yeah, it's yeah. like Jack's from Mortal Kombat. I was going to say, it's like a wrestling move. And he like <laughs> does it. And the reason I bring this scene up is he does it. He punches him into the air. He becomes like a white silhouette into a ball in the night sky. And then the next scene they flash to is him like falling out of the sky. You're supposed to believe it's out of a car and like smashing into pavement. Yeah, it's it was so bad. It doesn't land, man. It do everything they're trying to do, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And it, well, the funny thing is you would think from 2005 to 2014 that you would be ready for some more Sin City. You want to get the fuck out of Sin City as soon as this one starts. You yes. No. This, it's, I, I got one more scene I want to talk about. Okay. And it's for the final story they tell, Nancy's Last Dance. And Jessica Alba is basically, her. she is on a vengeance mission to kill Senator Rohr. Um, because he's responsible for Hardigan's death. And Hardigan was played by Bruce Willis in the first one. And she's still and he did a great by. job. 
by the way, Bruce Did Willis a, he, really carried that shit. Like he great job. Now that. he's a piece of shit in real life. But yes. very good. <laughs> very good in this movie, right? And um, well, he's not really in this movie, but mainly the first one. His and luckily they got him back for this. But there's a scene where she breaks a mirror, and she starts slicing pieces of her face. And I believe they said it was because she's gonna go to Marv and say that Rourke did it. And um, that's going to get Marv to go and be like, all right, we're going to kill this motherfucker. So they have the scene where she's slicing her face, which, by the way, that's just dumb. Why couldn't he just, she just go up to him and be like, oh, this guy tried to rape me or something like that. Yeah, Why like, do you have hey, to literally like, slice your flesh? Exactly. Like, Look, this guy, see, serious. Like, <laughs> yeah, she could have said anything because, I mean, it happens in the first one and in this one, but Marv is somewhat obsessed with her in like a, a weird way that it's like unexplained where he just stares at her longing. Like a all guardian almost. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so when she does it right she's slicing her face they go to the next scene where now they're partnered up they're off to get Rourke this is supposed to be the climactic uh, ending of the film dude the makeup they put on her scars look so bad yes her scars look like Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas so you have this movie where all the blood is like very hyper realized and this and that and then they put fucking cartoon stitches on her face immediately takes you out of the scene immediately pulls you away because you cannot stop looking at these fucking band-aid ass looking scars on her face it looks so bad it looks so bad i don't know why they it looks like i like downloaded an app on my phone and got a picture of (laughs) jessica alba and like put stickers on her like yeah these are snapchat filter scars yeah these look like snapchat filter scars on her face and the reason she does it is stupid the execution is stupid and Essentially, why I'm telling you this and why it's so bad is that is the ultimate bad taste in your mouth to end this movie. Because if you thought I don't like this so far, maybe the final scene on End Strong. Nope, right there, you're out of it. You want the fucking credits. It's just it. It does not help this movie at all. Try and redeem itself. And well, clearly the box office showed that as well. Yeah, and I have to say, as a fan of Sin City, the books. Um, I'm glad they didn't do a fucking third one. I'm so yeah, happy yeah. they didn't do a third movie because, <laughs> I, oh man, they left it a little bit open-ended as if like, hey, we're going to dive back in. There's still more stories to tell. I don't want more stories. I, no. I don't want you to do this. I don't even want the TV series. <laughs> now, guys, remember, 2014 is not a good year for Frank Miller because this was also the same year that 300 came out, Rise of an Empire. <laughs> He's not off to a good track record in 2014. No. And Ava Green is fucking there at the brunt of all of it. <laughs> it's just not good. <laughs> this is not fucking good, man. And so you're right. I don't... Nick, I, I'm going to be honest. I would be happy if I never saw another fucking Frank Miller iteration again. Because yes. his, these last ones are not good, man. Yeah, and I... Honestly, I don't think we're going to. I think he gave up between this movie and... I mean, we talked about it a little bit before, but he did that uh, that Samuel Jackson movie, The Spirit. Yes, also- oh, God which was also Ugh. real bad. And, and that, I mean, Hey, maybe one day on an um, adaptation episode, we dive into the spirit because that the uh, thing behind it is like a fascinating story, but like, fuck it. I'm done. Yeah. I don't have any more scenes for this movie, man. I, I give him, no. I've given Frank Miller too much money as it is. Yeah, I, think it, I think it is. <laughs> but you know, Nick, listen, no good deed should go unnoticed. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, this movie was nominated. Nah, didn't quite take the cake. It didn't really deserve that quite fame. But this movie was actually nominated at the Golden Schmoes Award that year for the biggest disappointment of the year. 
And then the Women's Film Critic Circle Awards fucking nominated this movie as the worst female images in a movie that year. So I agree. So this movie not looked upon too fondly no, I mean, amongst the amongst the uh, the industry. I mean, we didn't. We didn't bring it up because go back to the source material if you really care. But every female character in this movie is either a bartender or a hooker. <laughs> every one. Just like a night walker, like Ali yeah. Cat fucking. Yeah. Just yeah like... or, or they have bows and arrows on rooftops, but they're also like moonlighting as hookers. Like it's, it's fucking crazy. It's it is. And 2014, Frank Miller, you had a tough year, but ooh, it don't get better with Sin City 2. A Dame to Kill For. Your sequel sucks. Yeah. I still don't know what I watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to wrap this one up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I just want to add that we will be having an announcement of something cool we're doing in the next week. I'd say, Nick, right? Week or two? Yeah. Maybe, I, I say maybe, we'll, um, maybe we'll announce it through a mini episode. What do you think Ooh, of that? I think that that's a rock hard idea. <laughs> oh man, I was hoping you'd end it with cock. Don yeah. John. <laughs> <laughs> Just double bag me up all day long. Money shot. No, but I think probably in the next week or two, guys. So stay tuned. Please subscribe to the show. Remember, always rate us, review us, leave us five stars. We know we're worth it. On your favorite podcast platforms, it really helps uh, get us into these algorithms, get, this, uh, get the show bigger. Um, you guys can always contact us like we did with the email questions. Send them our way. Keep them coming. Your sequel sucks at gmail.com. Uh, you could DM us at your sequel sucks uh, on Twitter uh, at YSS podcast on Instagram. You could always reach me, your boy at Luke Gladly on Twitter at Luke Gladly on Instagram. Um, like we said, keep contacting us. It's fun. We like answering the questions. Nick, where can these people find your sexy bearded ass? Just around the alleyway, blood rips down <laughs> like devil's rain. No, <laughs> you can find me. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Nick Evans Writes, on Twitter at Nick Evans Writes. Once again, thank all of you for sticking with us through twenty episodes. We're very 20 excited. Episodes. Yeah, we're very excited about all the shit to come up. Um, that's all I have, man. I'm pumped. This movie sucked. Bye. Bye. Your sequel sucks. It sucks. Your sequel sucks. It just really sucks.